Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast, episode number 52. Returning to training from an injury related to BJJ. Yeah, more specifically from surgery in in my case. Hectic injury. Good morning, people, or good evening, good afternoon, good night. I don't know when you're listening to this. Dude, this show's not live. (laughs) It's not? (laughs) Then why am I wearing pants? (laughs) Yeah, uh, hello everyone. Thank you for listening to your favorite podcast, I hope. Or yeah. one of, you know, look, you're yeah. here. I'm okay I don't know if that. you saw it, but uh, at the end of last year, 2021, there was Spotify Wrapped. I love Spotify Wrapped. And if you haven't seen- Is that seen, that little- uh, It's basically, like, it, 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 what Spotify does is it calculates, it tracks your data. Oh, yeah, yeah, year, yeah. And then what it shows you've you, most listened yeah, to Yeah, what stuff. you've most listened yep. to, your favorite podcast, et cetera. We did- appear in a lot of people's Spotify wrapped at number one, or at least in their top five. Oh, thanks guys. And I even saw one, one oh, person. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I even saw one person. There was, it, we were number two or three in their top five list. And then below us, directly below us was Bulletproof's podcast. I was like, yeah, ah. like <laughs> I nearly screenshot it and sent it to Bulletproof boys, but I thought, nah, that's <laughs> like, They'll see. No, yeah. no, no. No, those dudes are bigger than us. No, they don't. <laughs> Not anymore, son. <laughs> nah. But uh, yeah, returning to training from an injury. Why are we talking about this topic, Adam? So I just had two surgeries. Um, you the Penis enlargement. Yep, yep, yep. I finally got one. <laughs> I was like, hey, I ordered a bigger one. I had to do an exchange. It was a whole thing. Yeah, I can't wait for my penis reduction. It's, <laughs> it's debilitating. Yeah, yeah. Get it off your forehead, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so I just had a couple of surgeries. I think it, it might have briefly got mentioned on a previous episode um, where I was going into surgery. Mm, it was, yeah. Uh, but I just had elbow surgery. It's the first time I've had elbow surgery. Typically, I've I've had multiple knee surgeries. They're my problem area, if you will. But I had to have an elbow surgery for bone spurs. If you don't know what a bone spur is, it's essentially when you've got wear and tear in a joint and the body's response to try to to heal that wear and tear is to grow extra bone. Think like growing calluses on your on your hands. However, you don't want that extra bone in there. It then gets in the way. So I had such a massive bone spur that where these two bones in your elbow connect and interact, one of them is supposed to be like, like a concave, like a bucket sort of shape. But that had worn so much that the body's reaction had grown such a massive bone spur or such a like it had tried to repair the wear and tear that it was no longer a concave bucket it was like a mountain you know so it hadn't even grown from being you know a u shape to being flat it was now an n shape you know so that the the surgeon had to go in and essentially shave all that back because you and then as well as that having grown this extra bone and continuing to train throughout the years uh, it had broken off some bits of bone. So I had bone fragments in my elbow as well. And this was, this is like a long-term injury. So this isn't something that happens from, you know, oh, I should have tapped from that armbar. Now I have got a bone spur. No, this is decades of wear and tear on my elbow joint. And yeah, so I had that surgery. Uh, when was that? Right at the end of November. Yeah, yeah, it was. And then, you know, where right at the start of January now. So it was only about five, six weeks ago. 
And then 10 days after that, I had a sinus surgery. So I had had earlier in 2021, I had a very run-of-the-mill surgery, a deviated septum surgery, you know, which is where, you know, your sinus is essentially broken and they have to straighten it out. It's quite a routine surgery. However, it didn't go 100% to plan. So they had to go back in and do a follow-up surgery. And yeah, that was only 10 days after the elbow surgery. So I finished off 2021 with two back-to-back surgeries. And now getting back into training in the new year, uh, my sinus is okay. Like the, the surgery again, didn't actually go super well. However, it's not uh, an injury or injury is not the right word, but it's not a condition that, that limits my training. Like I can still breathe really well through my nose. It's more to do with quality of life, that surgery. Uh, so the sinus has healed up enough that I can train, you know, immediately after that surgery, I couldn't, but, but it's more the elbow that is the primary focal point when we're talking about how to get back to training post-surgery for you you haven't had this yet you've had injuries but you've never had a surgery before we go into my specific like current situation as well as previous surgeries that I've returned from did you ever in your in your bodybuilding days did you have any surgeries like have you ever had a surgery due to an injury no no I've I, I mean the worst injuries I've ever gotten have always been ankle uh, even during bodybuilding days, the worst ankle injury I got. How do you hurt your ankle from squatting or no? Something? No, it was actually um, it, it was I was on a um, a calf raise machine, like mm-hmm. a seated calf raise, and my foot I, I had it loaded up like it was fucking heavy. Um, I was going for like heavy reps, and one of my f- my feet slipped off the the uh, peg, and it put all the weight on the other foot, and it pretty much uh, rolled my foot under like 80 oh, kilos of weight. Ouch. And it, it, yeah, it was really bad. I'm lucky it, it wasn't worse than what it was. I was in like a boot for about three or like two two months or something. Like oh, really? I was, I was in a boot for a long time, and I did like heaps of um, heaps of physio, and and yeah, the, the road to recovery for that was was pretty long. So I had some damaged uh, ligaments and everything in there. It was ouch. swollen up like a balloon. I know it's a uh, you know, off jujitsu topic, but just quickly, what what's what's the sort of most common injury that bodybuilders get? Man, I don't really. I think it's really long term sort of stuff, and it depends on how you lift. Like if if you look at old school bodybuilders, a lot of the time they have issues with their discs from heavy load, like heavy squats, yeah. discs and knees. So a lot of them have fused discs. You know. Uh, replace knees, replace hips. So it's it's just a long-term impact on your joints. Right, And right. not all of them are doing the the right mobility or they're just lifting too heavy. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. They're just – because with all the stuff they're taking, with how strong they are, you just get heavier and heavier. You reach a point – Their muscles are strong enough that yeah, like the, the your joints, joints just aren't. cannot get yeah, strong enough to support that. that weight long-term. They, you, yeah. It's just – it's not humanly possible you, unless you have – a replaced joint, right? Yeah. So I think those are the most common for your bodybuilding pros. In terms of like bodybuilders, like amateur level, man, if you're getting injured, it's just due to an error in the gym. In, like it's in not lifting. Yeah, correctly. You, you're just making a mistake in technique or something along those lines. Or like myself, you know, you were careless during um, during lifting and you 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 made an error and you know it's or like you dropped I've, I've seen people drop weights on their fingers break their fingers shit like that oh, but uh, yeah it's pretty nasty but um or like their feet even worse i saw a guy drop a dumbbell uh yeah it was a dumbbell on his on his big toe and like shattered his toe 
Um, so yeah, not, Spe- not pretty. Speaking of dropping weights, mm. um, and this is maybe a bit more jujitsu related because kettlebells are an awesome tool mm. for for strength work. Uh, to a lot of um, what's the word like uh, movements like Turkish get ups and yeah. things that are super jujitsu or functional. Thank yeah. you. So kettlebells are a great tool. Um, I know you've done this, but for for the listeners who haven't done or know what like a bottoms up shoulder press is with a kettlebell, it's where you're doing like a, a shoulder press, right? You know where you where you like uh, punch your hand to the ceiling, if you will. But a bottoms up one is where you hold the kettlebell, and instead of like resting the the grip on the bell, on yeah, on the bell, and having like the the kettlebell resting on the back of your hand, and you can press mm. or whatever. It's where you hold the grip and you by the put horn. the by yeah. the horn and put the bottom of the kettlebell towards the ceiling. So it requires a lot of like grip and wrist and forearm stability, mm. and uh, it's actually one of the exercises I was given post elbow surgery, not straight away, mm. but once you know my rehab had gotten to a point due to the amount of stability and stability works. Uh, you know, works a lot of those smaller muscles and things that, you know, you don't get under traditional lifts. But when you're doing a, a bottoms up shoulder press and you're you're going like heavy for you, whether it might only be an eight kilo kettlebell, but if it's heavy for you, right, mm. it's all relative. And man, like you're pressing it above your head and it's wobbling and you're like, if I drop this fucking thing on my, my head, face, man. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hurt, man. Yeah, all of that overhead shit can be a little bit, a little bit scary, hey? Yeah, even even Turkish get-ups. I think yeah. they're one of the best exercises. But when you're, you know, again, it might not even be a heavy weight, but maybe you're doing... Heavy if you catch it with your mouth. Exactly right. You know, yeah. you could be doing heaps of repetitions. And if you've never done Turkish get-ups, A, they're a great jiu-jitsu applicable exercise because yep. they're essentially doing a technical stand-up with a weight. Mm. But um, they're super hard as mm. well. Like most of the time when I had done them previously with, you know, my, my strength and conditioning trainers, whether it was with like JT or, or Joey, usually only being told to do like three reps mm. aside or something. With like, about 10% body weight, yeah. yeah. Man, and they're hard. Yeah, tough. Like, you know, you do three and you're like, oh, that wasn't too bad. Then you swap to the other side and you're like, Fuck, oh my God. And, you know, it starts <laughs> wobbling and you think, well, man, if I drop this, like it's right over my head. Yeah, that's and why like you they, said, it you might have to watch it the whole you time. You have to the yeah. whole time. Keep like you said, it might only be five, six kilos, but yeah, mm. that's heavy if you catch it with your face. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So don't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so r- returning post-surgery or I guess post-injury, uh, it's kind of the same thing, right? I mean, you yeah. just spoke about injuring your ankle and you didn't have surgery, but you're in a boot for two months. Yeah. You could have a surgery and not even need a boot. So, I exactly. mean, very, very similar topic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about that for a little bit. Of course, this conversation slash advice. Look, I, I mean, I'm always going to give the sort of asterisk I'm not a that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, right. Uh, and it's going to depend. Some injuries or surgeries are way more severe than others. You know, if you're talking about yeah, like fused discs or mm. things like anything near the spinal cord, like mm. you know, that's a whole other thing. But I'll just talk a little bit about me and and my surgery. So when elbow surgeries are quite funny because (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening to the beyond jujitsu podcast. If you'd like to join our Patreon. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) They're quite unique (laughs) in the sense that you're, 
post-surgery for a, a surgery like I had, you're quite from, – from day one, you're pushed into to quite an intense amount of rehab because if you don't do the rehab with this type of surgery, you lose that mobility. So you're given – again, this is with my specific surgery – I'm not a doctor and I'm sure there's elbow surgeries that you're like, it's the opposite where you're not told to do what I was, what I was told to do. But the surgeon and my physio, my physio in, uh, is a guy called Nick. Sorry, Nick, uh, your last name is Beta, I think. Anyway, his physio is in Maroubra in Sydney, active physio, re- really good physio. Shout and out to Nick. Shout out to Nick. Everyone who I've sent to Nick, like, and I've seen lots of physios over the years, Man, you can just tell straight. He's one of those physios that you could walk in with the MRI and he'll be like, yeah, yeah, I'll look at it after you. And he'll diagnose you and be like, I think it's this. And then you're like, that's what it says in the report. You know, like (laughs) he's really, really good. Uh, Anyway, so with the guidance of Nick and the surgeon, they said that I had a three-week window to, to work on the range of motion, on the extension of my elbow joint and the flexion of my elbow joint. And after that, at the end of that more or less three weeks, whatever range I have, that's kind of what I'll have for the rest of my life, you know. But so how do you work on that? Well, they give you specific exercises. In my case, it's, you know, to put it simply, it's pretty much just extending and compressing your your arm. Mm. But it hurts a lot. You know, it's super painful because you've just had surgery on your elbow joint. So the surgeon had prescribed me um, uh, like super strong painkillers. Uh, I don't know any US listeners or, you know, you probably get this like Tic Tacs, but, you know, Endone and um, what was the other one? Another, I can't remember, but another common strong prescription uh, painkiller. And he had said to me, he's like, you know how usually doctors will say like, oh, only take if you're in pain. You know, like they'll prescribe you something, but they're like, only take it if you need it, right? In this case, he was like, no, no, like you need to take the painkillers so you can push through the pain and do the rehab because wow. it hurts to extend your arm and it hurts to to compress the elbow joint, but you need to. And uh, my sister's partner had – a different surgery, but he he had a work accident and like fell off a roof and broke his arm and elbow quite badly. But he had an elbow surgery where it was the same thing where he had to work to regain that mobility. However, unfortunately for him, he didn't have a surgeon or a physio who told him that, which blows my mind. Wow, poor bastard. And so he lost so much mobility that he had to he had to go back in and do another surgery. Wow. You know, so... Why am I telling you this story? Well, I'm telling you because I think the first road back to training post-surgery or post-injury is a good physio or a good surgeon, right? Like depending whether you had surgery or if it was just an injury. Because, man, they're, they're the ones that are going to guide you to get get back to where you need to be to do what we love to do, you know, and – it's hard to find a good physio because they don't understand, or it's v- even harder to find a good doctor slash surgeon because they don't understand what we do with jujitsu. You know, if you get a bad physio or surgeon or doctor, they just tell you, you go, oh, it hurts when I do this. And they go, well, don't do that. Yeah, they literally just <laughs> tell you, like, don't do yeah, jujitsu. Like, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> you know, so uh, 
I mean, and it's super important. So for me, I'm I'm probably off like one degree off max extension yeah, in my elbow. Yeah, if you're extending the, it now. Yeah, that looks the, great. You know, but it hurts to be there still. Yeah. I mean, I'm six weeks post-surgery. The surgeon said I wouldn't be able to do anything for two months. And I mean, I started rolling a week ago. Yeah, we rolled twice yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's, so like, that's a rest round for you though. Yeah, it's always a rest round with you, Kieran. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you literally took a rest yeah. during the round. Yeah, I had Kieran to went to sleep. Yep. <laughs> um, but you know, it's actually still, to be honest, my elbow's not great. It's still quite, quite sore, and it was quite bad over Christmas. Uh, I spoke with my physio. This is another great thing if you have a good physio. My physio lets me text him on like Christmas Day. He doesn't care. Wow. He's legend. really good like that. Um, and we'd communicated through the holidays and said that I'd maybe gone, the rehab was going so well that we, with his permission, it wasn't like I just went off and did un, uh, things that I wasn't green lighted to do. Mm. We had moved up to the point where I was doing like uh, chin ups or pull ups. Wow. And, 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 uh, and like more tricep work, like skull crushes and even dips, but then it like shattered my elbow and we communicated and he was like, man, maybe we like things were going so well. We maybe went a little too hard too Mm -hmm. early. So let's back it off. And, you know, if you don't have this guidance and you're a dealing with a severe injury, like at the end of the day, an elbow is not the biggest thing. Like, but if you're dealing with like a lower back injury or something, man, this is something that if you don't rehab correctly, even ignoring jujitsu and how much we put our bodies through like a serious injury, like something to do with your neck or your back or something like that, or shoulders are notoriously difficult joints, right? They're really complicated joints. Like it could be, uh, you know, it could be life crippling, mm. Literally, like if you don't rehab a slip disc correctly, man, you could have lower back injuries for the rest of your life, you know? So if it's A, something super serious or B, maybe it's not even that serious like my elbow, but I'm now getting older. So it's like I'm not 18 where it regenerates overnight. You know, you have to take the the time to rehab it correctly. That is your first ticket. I know this seems very obvious, but people don't do it. Right? People don't. And, uh, and I know people listening know people do. like yeah. every, if you've trained long enough, you know, someone who has been injured, man, the amount of students I have that aren't training because of an injury and it might even be the most lame ass injury. Let's That's throw some ho- examples. <laughs> do I stub my toe? I did that yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about my toe. I fucking but, sprained it. Um, but, you know, I know students that, yeah, maybe they've got what they think is a severe injury or something, but maybe it's not. But anyway, point I'm trying to make is they don't do anything about it. Yeah. You're like, oh, what the physio say? Oh, I haven't seen one. Well, you know. What are you doing? I, I'm not telling you to throw money away. Yeah. But, I mean, if you think it's serious enough that you need to take six weeks off. Why would you, you live with a, that? A, you're either being a pussy or B, like, you probably want to get a professional to take a look at it. Yeah. You know, like, especially because the the people I'm talking about, they're not 18, you know, because if you think back to that time, you do pretty much (laughs) Wolverine overnight, Mm. you know, and regenerate. But once you're talking to students who are in their thirties or forties, you know, yeah, a little niggle can be something that bothers you for a couple of weeks. Yeah, hundred percent. So if it's not something you can train through, you need a professional to look at it in my opinion. And do the work. Like literally the second, the the one of the second point I have written down here uh, when I was preparing for this episode, which is, alluding to the fact that we are both, you know, on the same page literally is do the work, literally do the work. And not only- And I know it sucks guys, but you got to do it. It's fucking work. Like stop being a bitch, stop having a cry. 
if you have an injury, you first and foremost, I think that it's important to prehab things like do your mobility. We've, we've talked about this shit every episode, but we cannot beat this drum enough is do your mobility work, do your strength work. It will protect you. Like it will protect you from this sort of shit. And when you get injuries, it will make it easier. Right. But, and for some, some people as well, sometimes you have a surgery that isn't from one specific trauma Mm. so you might have a surgery scheduled for months in advance Mm. like it might be you know this constant thing that's happening in your shoulder yeah and you're not having surgery for another few months yeah my friend zach's in that position yeah labor and tear from his like first month of jiu-jitsu so zach could already be doing a lot of that he is yeah rehab prehab work prehab yeah because there's going to be a period of time post-surgery where you can't do shit. Exactly. Depending on the surgery, like I said, yeah. my elbow day one, they're like, do this. I think he, like, he's going to be you know? fixed in like a 90 degree position for like two weeks where he literally cannot move it. And then after that, he's, he's going to have yeah. to do rehab. So prehab, if it's a scheduled yeah. surgery, super important. But mm-hmm. I mean, other than that, like how can you avoid just that trauma in the first place? Well, strength and mobility training. 100%. Like right? it cannot be understated. And if the inevitable happens, yeah, okay, you do get injured during – during jujitsu, then once you are injured, you go and recover faster. And that's just fact. That's like, but I do just want to, I do just want to mention, like I got to clear this up first. Don't be such babies with some injuries, right? Like sometimes it's not an injury, man. People forget that it's a contact sport or even no, let's, I don't even want to, it doesn't even have to be a contact combat sport. Like you're doing something physical. So little like bumps and grazes and stuff happen. Like you come across students who take a week or two weeks off because they, you know, oh, my finger's a bit sore. Literally you, you come across people like that. It's kind of the equivalent of imagine if you were wanting to learn how to skateboard and every time like you grazed your knee on the ground, you were like, oh, I better take a couple of weeks off till that heals, man. <laughs> or if you're learning how to rock climb and every time like you, you know, you, your fingers were sore from holding onto rocks or like, you know, you grazed your knuckles because, you know, you mm. missed a grip or something. And you, oh, I better take a week off. Or like off. your fingers are ripped from like, you know, gripping. gripping yeah, you a got gig. a bit of a, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just fucking Like, I mean, it's it. just part of the sport, you know. Yeah. It's, look at. Any, any sport, whether it's contact or not, you know, people like you're using your body and it's better to, to have that bit of wear and tear. I mean, maybe tear is not the right word, but it's better to have that little, you know, it's part of being active than be someone who, oh, I just sit at a desk all day and now I've got a herniated disc. And of course, like to, for those people that are like, you know, disagreeing mentally out there, like, or whatever, and they're thinking, but you'll make it worse. Obviously, we're not talking about shit that if you keep training on it, you're going to make it worse, right? Yeah, we said we're not doctors. Yeah, we're not right? doctors. Like, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, pain is something that it's relative to you. Exactly. So, I mean, it could be so, some people, it might be a severe injury, like yeah. severe, and yeah. they'll keep training and you go, you're an idiot. Exactly. And some people, it's like the, it's like not even a paper cut yeah. and they're wanting to stop. And you're like, Literally, man, just, you, what are you, like yeah, I let's a, go. I think a good example that you, you mentioned, like if you have a stub toe, right? Like you kick your toe on the wall or whatever and it's fucking bruised. It's clearly not broken. You can train on it. You're not going to make it worse. Well, or even if, if it's broken, what can they do? Yeah. Nothing. Unless your toe is like 
detached at a 90 degree yeah. angle. Like the doctor doesn't do anything with a broken exactly. toe anyway. And we've spoken in the past about like how to train when you're injured and you can go back, listen to that episode. It's titled, you'll be able to find it. And if you're in that position where you actually can't train, um, you know, because you, you are dealing with an injury that will get way worse and you've been told that, then you, there's other things you can do. But I think if, if you have a air quote injury or like a niggle or something that you're just being a bitch, get some resilience about you, get on the mats. Yeah, because as well, if we go back to the first point, I said having a good doctor and a good physio, mm. if they're good, you should trust them. Mm. And sometimes it is, there's actually a word in Portuguese for it, which is, um, which is like that, like that mental barrier mm. where something will be fully functional and healed, but you've still got that hesitation about you, you know, Dude, mentally. I've so got that. I've got that with a very specific position, getting out of close over. guard. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, from your Save knee. Save it to you, over fence. <laughs> yeah, from, uh, from that, knee, that knee little injury yeah. I had, every time I'm in close guard now, I don't want to stand up to escape yeah. it. I okay. fuck it. I get so nervous doing like I was really? in I was in your close guard yesterday and I was like, fuck, I don't want to I don't want to stand up. <laughs> and I was in someone else's and like even even now, like I still do it because it needs to be done. But uh some like I try to escape without standing first, which is not hard good. work. Yeah, yeah, it's hard work, not good unless you, you know, dig your elbow into their fucking thigh and be that that, that dude. D- that dude. No yeah. one likes that dude. No one likes that dude. But no one likes you anyway. So yeah. I mean you just lean into that. Yeah, yeah, most likely. Yeah. Um I forgot what I was saying. What were we talking about? Yeah. Yeah, you're saying the Portuguese word for that mental barrier. Oh, yeah. So you can have that mental barrier. and But if you've got a good physio or surgeon, you know, you it's your job to, to break that. No one else can break that mental barrier mm. for you. I remember when I was uh, 15, I broke my wrist skateboarding, right? Had to have it in a cast for six weeks and everything. And I remember when they they took the cast off and I remember the the nurse or the doctor who took it off or was maybe the, the hospital physio that I'll see that they quickly see you before you're discharged. Mm. And I remember them specifically saying, no, no, like you need to go back to using this arm. Like it's not broken anymore, mm. you know, but like mentally you still think like, you know, and you be it's careful all with tight it. yeah. and stiff and they're like, no, no, like it's, it's not broken anymore. Yeah. Like use it. It's been fixed, yeah. you know, and you've got to, push through that barrier. So, you know, the thing with my elbow, it's kind of a similar thing where similar, but different where the, the surgeon and the physio were saying, man, like, I know it hurts, but as long as it's not like a 10 on the pain scale, like, you know, you kind of got to push through that. Like all the research shows this and that pain is a great tool. Pain is a a survival Mm. mechanism, right. To tell you not to do something, but you know, it's not as black and white as that. You know, so sometimes you do just need to toughen up. Yeah, and, particularly and, and if you got like a, a sore finger or a stub toe or whatever. Oh like, man, move on. Yeah. I but, mean, you would you would probably deal with that regularly having particularly people that are new to jujitsu come up to you and be like, Oh, you know, I wanna I wanna pause my membership for a month. I got a grazed knee and you're like, yeah. bruh, come on. Yeah, yeah. 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 I can only imagine. Happens all the time. Mm. Anyway, they're not listening. <laughs> uh, so so but then when once you get back on the mats. And you start whether, again, it's going to depend on the severity of the injury or the surgery, you know, whether you're able to go straight back to rolling or Mm. whether you're being told that you can drill, whatever it is, okay, you're back on the mats. If you're recovering from like, uh, again, the surgery I'm recovering from, 
I always, in the beginning, when I'm returning from a serious injury or surgery, I only roll with the like the selected partners that I trust. You know, which in in, in our gym is pretty much everyone, right? But let's say back to Brazil when I was coming back from knee surgeries, there were people who I knew just, it's not like they wanted to hurt me, but they weren't going to go that extra mile to keep my best interests at heart and kind of work with me to to help right. me be able to train while also, you know, help me like gradually break down that mental barrier. No, I totally you know? get what you're saying. Or sometimes from. Yeah. it's not a, only a mental barrier. Like with my um, – with my elbow, my physio has said, okay, go back to rolling and even let people start to compress it and, and hyperextend it, but not nothing crazy. So, you know, there's training partners who I'm not going to let them compress because they're not going to do it in a controlled manner. Or there's people like, you know, if they caught me in an armbar, they're not going to apply it in a hey, this dude just had surgery on his elbows yeah, way. They want the tap. Yeah, so yeah. you definitely need to make sure you're training with the partners that you trust and will help you – they will help you break down that mental barrier, right? Uh, and sometimes that can be take a long time. You know, uh, Joey coming back from ACL surgery, that's a big surgery, you know, and he's spent a long time only training with a select few people to help him. That's get, why he didn't roll with me. <laughs> he doesn't trust you, bro. <laughs> to help get back that confidence and, you know, to start because you, you get to a point where your physio will tell you, man, we need to start pushing into that territory of, you know, like how are you going to get back that strength, range of motion, stability until you start doing it? Mm. You know, like there's not a great way to simulate jujitsu without doing jujitsu. You know, so you get to a point where you have to do it. So you've got to do it with partners that you trust. Otherwise, the risk of re-injury is just too high, I believe. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. So I wouldn't roll with anyone. Firstly, don't roll with people that you don't know and maybe avoid the, the spazzy white belts for a bit. I yeah. can say that now. Yeah. <laughs> you can say that now being a blue belt. Yeah, <laughs> a blue belt. Like, yes, I can finally look down on people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better than you. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. Now you can start doing that when a white belt's about to tap you. Like, stop yeah, them oh, and be oh, 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 Hang on a minute. Just, just <laughs> under the chin here. Just, yep, yep, chin, fix your grip. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, another great bit of advice of how to come back post-surgery is I'll, I'll refer back to my knee surgeries. They were really problematic. What was quite a simple surgery in terms of a knee surgery, which was just a, um, a bucket handle tear to the meniscus. It's a relatively simple surgery compared to like an ACL or, or you know, a patella dislocation or something like that. Mm. But they took me ages to recover from because I had also lost a whole bunch of cartilage under the patella. If you don't know, the patella is your kneecap. Mm. Uh, and what I had to do was for probably, man, until I got the full ability back to use my hooks, like as in butterfly guard, I couldn't really handle any load on my hooks with external rotation in my knees. So I couldn't do butterfly guard or X guard, right? So what did I do? Well, I just had to, I mean, I was forced to either not train jujitsu or change my game. At that point in time, I did a lot of external rotation and had hooks in, whether it was De La Hiva or X guard or butterfly guard, but I was always having a, my, my knees and hips externally rotated with load on my hooks, but I couldn't do that anymore. You know, it probably took 
18 months of, of training before I physically could do it and, and no longer had a mental barrier to do it. So did I quit jujitsu? No, I just, I started playing more half guard. I started passing more, you know, and playing less guard. Like, so I could still train. So if you're coming back from something that let's say, I don't know, maybe, okay, we give shit on people with fingers, but you can have serious finger injuries. Like uh, maybe you fully dislocated or your thumbs can be really problematic, right? Like if you have a serious thumb injury, there's so many like ligaments and tendons that connect into, into like the rest of your hand and wrist and forearm. So like if you hurt your thumb, that can be a big deal because it can like radiate up radiate yeah. up your whole arm yeah. so let's say you've got a serious hand injury but you're a spider guard player well man like move on mm. start playing a different guard or start passing more like oh man i've got back problems okay man you're gonna have to move on from bolos for a while yeah you know um so you can always work around it and it can be a blessing in disguise you know, it can force you out of a particular area. Uh, again, I'll talk about Joey with his ACL surgery. Uh, you know, he then, he was previously playing heaps of butterfly X guard, but then with his ACL surgery, lost a lot of that confidence. So he was forced to improve his half guard. So now his half guard's much better. Mm. So if it's a longer term injury, that's, that's, a, 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 that's what you should be doing. Right? Because you can train and avoid those areas. Jiu-jitsu is so dynamic that you can find positions that to some degree don't involve using that injured body part. And ironically enough, a lot of people do that intuitively without realizing to avoid their deficiencies in like things like strength and mobility. Say if you're like a big dude that's really, really stiff, you know, and you don't have mobility in your hips and knees, you won't be doing butterfly guard. You know, you avoid the learning that aspect of the sport yeah. because, you know, you can't be fucked to, to stretch or to, to work on your mobility. So people do that already without realizing and develop deficiencies which lead to injuries. But on the flip side, when you're coming back, you're saying that you can also apply the same theory, the same idea but in a positive way. Yeah, I, and, you know, it's going to depend how – intense you are about your jujitsu if you're uh if you're someone who's pursuing it as a career whether it's an instructor or a competitor but you're just someone who's pursuing it to the extent where you refuse to take a day off the mats you know uh <laughs> travis stevens in a, in a in a podcast travis stevens if you don't know who he is one of the best jujitsu fighters and judo fighters out there he won silver at the olympics in judo and uh I'm not sure if he's a black belt jiu-jitsu world champion or not. I'm a bit embarrassed that I don't know that. But anyway, he is tough as shit. Super good. And he was in a podcast or something and he said something along the lines of, oh, if you're not in an ambulance, you can train. Yeah. <laughs> Which, look, is, uh, I mean, it's not the best advice. No, I, I, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. But because, so. you, you know, you've got to balance it. I, I don't want to get philosophical, but my sort of, I don't have a mantra, but if you were to label it as like, what's my man, if someone was to ask, what's your mantra? Like, I don't know. I just, it seems pretty obvious to me, but everything in life has a price and it depends if you're willing to pay it, you know? So for some people that that price of becoming a world champion is not having any friends and moving away from their family and they're willing to pay that price and some aren't, you know, uh, or the price can be, 
a great example is like you look at the Meow Brothers, man, and how wrecked their fingers and their hip joints. You look at them walk, they walk funny. You know, uh, ballerinas are notorious for in later in life having you know, terrible hips and ankles and toes because of the punishment they put through their body. But they're willing to pay that price. A lot of bodybuilders know the risks of steroid use but are willing to take that risk and pay that price because for them it's worth it, you know. So for some people, they will live and train by that. Well, if I'm not in an ambulance, I can train. I know people who have trained through horrific injuries that they should not be training. But, you know, that – yeah, that's up. It's up to them. I'm. We're not necessarily preaching to those to those people. That that's a bit much for me. Mm, I totally agree. However, I want to reinforce that you guys shouldn't be little bitches. Yeah. Right. If it's just a, a little paper cut, man, you can keep training. You know, if it can be a serious injury, yeah, you serious. Staff, don't worry about it. Just, just up. <laughs> Start licking staff, things. Staff, ringworm. Yeah. It's all. It's all fake news. You got Go the rona. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Sneeze in my mouth. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can, like when I say a serious injury, I'm not talking about things that can leave you paralyzed, you know, but I mean like it can be an average surgeon, an average doctor or physio would be telling me not to train right now with my elbow, right. but I can totally train and I'm not going to be doing any long-term damage to it. Like I know I can train and I'm fine, you know. Yeah, I might take an extra day off here and there that typically I wouldn't because I'm like, ah, oh, it's a bit sore or whatever. But man, like it, like it goes on, you know. You, you get to a certain point if you've – go back to what I said at the start. If you've had a good doctor, surgeon, physio, and they've guided you in those initial like super – important rehab period and it's going to be different for every injury or surgery for me it was that three-week window that was where I had to work really hard once you're past that I don't know man have your trusted training partners that's your next bridge and then after that if it's a long-term thing you're going to have to change your game Mm. if it's not a long-term thing like with my knees that took forever if it's not then man just get on with it yeah don't be a dick tap early like you know Classic, leave your ego at the door. Yeah. Like for me, let's say you and I were rolling, right? And you would be like, I don't know, let's say we haven't seen each other in a while and, and we're rolling and you'll be like, oh, how's the elbow? And I might say, oh, it's fine. Yeah, it's okay, but let's roll normal. And if you got me in an armbar, I'm just going to tap early, you know, like, I mean, yeah. or whatever it is, if my knees were bad and it got compressed really bad, I'm going to tap or I'm going to say like, oh man, can we, sorry, can we change sides? Like yeah. when we're not competing. No, fucking get on with it. Yeah, don't be a bitch. But also at the same time, don't, obviously, as you've mentioned throughout, don't go too hard, too fast. Be intelligent in your return. Have a plan. Have a strategy. Don't just go in and fucking wing the whole process. Have something either written down or in your mind about how you're going to approach this. Whether it be doing your doing your rehab work correctly, even after it starts to get better, keep doing it. You know, don't stop when it gets better. Yeah. Pick your training partners. Maybe just come back and start drilling, you know, push your boundaries, get in into that uncomfortable sort of stance. But also if your injury isn't a real injury, like if it's just uncomfortable or if it hurts, stop being a little bitch. Yeah. Like if you're going to give up in jujitsu when maybe you got a cut on your finger or whatever, obviously, you know, not talking about staff or any of that shit, you know, take everything here with a grain of salt. If you can actually train, right. If it's, if it's a stub toe or maybe it hurts for a bit or, or, you know, don't be a fucking bitch. Cause if you give up, 
even if it's just a hobby to you, right? Maybe you're thinking, oh, but this is just a hobby. Why would I put myself through pain? But do you give up in everything in life when, when shit gets a bit painful? You know, do you give up in work when the project gets too difficult? Do you give up at, at home in your family life when, you know, maybe the end of your tether? Like yeah, how I you actually, do one thing is how you do everything. I actually draw parallels uh, between the the mental side of someone's – because for me, jiu-jitsu is my job, mm. right? Like, I mean, it's what I love to do, but it is also my job. And I think the what my body goes through – like sometimes people will ask me like, oh man, like why did you train? Like your, your elbows so – or like, man, like you hurt your back yesterday. Why, why did you train today or whatever? And sometimes there's no excuse. Like I need to train because I don't know. I need to help a student with something or someone came in, a new person came in and I had to roll with them or whatever it is. And I put my body through things that maybe aren't – sometimes not even good for it. Like – but – it's kind of, uh, for me, it's no different to someone who has a job and you look at them and you go, man, why are you getting stressed out answering emails at 10 p.m. at night? Exactly. Like it's not good for them, your mental health. Yeah. Well, this wasn't necessarily the smartest decision for my body, but like it had to get done. Yeah. You know, like sometimes you've just got to do it. Yeah. And okay, if it's just a hobby, but there's other hobbies you might have. Maybe your hobby is something not physical at all, like playing chess. You know, and every time it's stressing you out because you can't beat this one person or you can't figure out this blah, 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 and you just give up and just fucking get on with it, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's a physical activity. Around, yeah, it's kind of, I, could, I could not agree more. I could but, not agree more. And I, I think I get frustrated because I'm on Reddit a lot on BJJ subreddit. That's a crap subreddit, bro. Like I'm on <laughs> – I think it's okay. I think it – Look, there's it's, just, it's, it's certain. There's a certain um, sort of it's okay group think about it in certain it, topics that just fuck me off. And one of them, um, I don't. I get, love Reddit, by the way. Yeah, uh, this that the BJJ subreddit is. It's got nuggets of gold, but there is a there is a group think, and particularly when topics about competing or what I find is someone will post a thread, right? And this is relevant to the topic, so don't worry. Someone will post a thread about something that they may be insecure about or something that they want people to agree with them. For example, they might say um, uh, something along the lines of, I don't want to compete because jujitsu is just a hobby to me. And um, what do you guys think? And then the the thread will be flooded with people like, yeah, competing. Why the fuck would I bother? Why would I drive three hours to lose the first round and, and risk my job? Why would I do this? Why would I do that? And it's basically perpetrating a group think about reinforcing people's insecurities and bitch mentality. Is, is the way I see it. So I, you're pretty much describing the internet. I'm pretty much describing the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it gives a disproportionate like view. If, if you're an outsider looking in and you read just that thread, obviously it attracts people that agree with it, right? There's no yeah. one that's going to disagree with it and come in and, and comment because they'll just get downvoted like a million times. Um, but it's, it's another... It's, the reason that it's relevant to this is if you have like a niggling injury and you seek con condolence by someone else that has the same mentality as you, they're going to, or like a family friend or, or whoever that doesn't train jujitsu, they're just going to be like, yeah, well, why, why are you, why are you training with a cut hand? Like, why are you, why are you training with a stubbed toe? Your toe hurts, bro. Just. So what change. I'm taking from this is I should get my medical advice from Joe Rogan, Reddit and Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> but like but you said a, a minute ago, yeah, be intelligent as well. You know, where the topic for this episode is, you know, come about due to me coming back from, from a surgery. Mm -hmm. So even when I started rolling like a week ago or, or whatever it was, uh, 
you know, I asked all my training partners, oh, do you mind if if you're on top and I, I play guard? Because then I had, you know, before my arms got involved, so to speak, you know, I had my guard first, my legs were there. Whereas if I was on top passing, you know, your hands engage first. I was worried that if I was getting swept, like the reflexes to post, and if I posted on that sore hand slash arm, it was going to hurt my elbow. So I was intelligent in the way that I said, oh, do you mind if I, if I play guard? Again, well, I'm not talking about, this wasn't comp training. We've spoken before about, you know, comp classes where it's yeah. like, well, don't I show mean, up if you're injured. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, if you've got, if you're at a gym where the comp classes are run, like, no, no, no. Like, these classes are pretty much like your, the rounds are going to be the same as your inner competition. So if you say to someone, I can't do this, like that's, you, you lose. So don't turn up to those classes, right? But that wasn't the case. We're just talking a generic jujitsu class. So every training partner, the trusted ones that I would train with, I ne- still needed to take an extra layer of sensibility and say, oh, can I play guard? Cause I just don't want to, you know, Again, another very recent surgery, Joe with his ACL, he he just played on top for ages because that's where he didn't want to play guard. And mm, compress his knees, yeah. Yeah, right. So also be intelligent about it. Yeah, 100%. Well, if you have an injury out there and you're returning, hopefully this helped you out. And, uh, you know, this you one- You see someone taking notes and they're just like, don't be a- Bitch. Yeah, that came up a lot. But again, <laughs> it has to be said because if you click on this episode and you have a sore hand or, you know, you've stubbed your toe and you thought that we're going to be like, oh, yeah, just just take some time off. No. Nah. Not talking to you. <laughs> Get on the mats. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, remember, we're not doctors. Obviously, some injuries, you, yeah, you've got people that it can be a severe injury mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, it's fine. And other people that are yeah. like, oh, my God, I can't even. And it's yeah. the tiniest little thing. But if we're talking serious, legitimate injuries slash surgeries, if you take one thing out of this, it's, man, you need to have, uh, I would say more important than a a doctor, like is a a physio who understands jujitsu because doctors will just tell you if it hurts, don't do that. Mm. Like you go to a doctor. It's not their job. And say you've got a sore back and you work at a desk, they're going to tell you to get a standing desk. Or then stop sitting down at a desk, get a standing desk. If you go to a doctor and say, I've got a sore back, and they go, what do you do for work? Oh, in an office. Oh, I've got a standing desk. They're going to say, oh, maybe you should get a chair to, you know, sit down. Like they just tell you to do what doesn't hurt. But a physio, right, is – but even then you need someone who understands jujitsu. They don't have to train it, but they need to to know a bit about the sport, you know, and what you're trying to do with your body because it is so unique and dynamic that to the – uneducated of the jiu-jitsu world, they're going to tell you to pretty much not do jiu-jitsu. Yeah, 100%. But that's also a lot of sports. There's a lot of sports like, you know, if you were a swimmer and you had a shoulder injury and they're just going to tell you, oh, look, like we – Yeah, Michael no, Phelps walks into a physio and he's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, stop swimming, bro. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So, you got to find someone who understands the activity that, yeah. you're, that you're wanting to do. Yeah, 100%. Right? Cool. All right, guys. Well – Thank you for listening. Episode number 52. Uh, We're looking forward to the year ahead, 2022. Lots of cool things happening. If you want to follow the ride, obviously you got the episodes on Spotify, whatever your listening platform is. You have our Instagram at beyondjujitsu underscore podcast. Uh, If you want some extra loving, we've got our uh, Patreon. The link tree is on the Instagram. I think that's all I've got to say on that matter. Yeah. Anything else, Karen? No, thanks for listening. Catch you next time.